Maximize muscle growth. Build strength. Burn fat. Change the way you train utilizing metabolic training, providing you the only workout program you will ever need. Stop spinning your wheels at the gym, change your life, and never be bored with your workout routine again. Welcome to the Metabolic Experience Podcast, brought to you by your hosts, Lindsay Abel and Matt Phelps. Welcome back to the Metabolic Experience Podcast. Another year is upon us, 2019. I hope that everyone had an awesome 2018, but I hope you also set some good goals and resolutions for yourself in the year 2019. We say it every year, it's going to be your best year yet, but I actually think there's a lot to be said for that. I think there's a lot of truth to that in terms of just having an optimistic mindset. So, Linz, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, what did Matt. What did you guys do for New Year's? Well, I made it all the way to 8.30 p.m. before I collapsed on the couch and fell asleep. No, we kept a really low-key um, New Year's Eve. I think, I don't remember what movie we were watching because, again, I fell asleep at 8.30, but we watched a movie, we ordered some pizza, and, yeah, then I fell asleep, so it was pretty uneventful. Yeah, we we did something very similar. We had we had pizza, we had wings, we had, uh, you know, Kara and I, we're, we're, like an, we're like an old couple because she, <laughs> she has her shows on Netflix, and I have my, like I like Vikings and okay. shows like that that she doesn't like. So I catch up on my shows and she has her, you know, stuff that she watches. But she was in her room watching stuff. I was in the living room watching my stuff. And then around 930, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bed. Right. So <laughs> I have a theory about New Year's Eve that I think holds true, at least for me. Yeah. It's all about when it falls during the week. I remember one time you and Brian and yeah. Karen and I, we went out to dinner and then we went to a New Year's Eve party. It yeah. was a really fun night and it was... Uh, but it, I think it was on a Thursday or a Friday. They could have been. And yeah, and it just, for me, if New Year's Eve is on a Sunday or Monday, I just, for some reason, have this mental thing, like, I don't want to go into the work week hungover and feel like shit, you know? Absolutely. If it's anywhere near the work week, I'm like, nope, I'm just going to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's did you, all. Did you see what my sister did? She was smart. I did actually brilliant. see that. Absolutely brilliant. Tell the people what she did. Oh, uh, yeah. She, um, <laughs> so my sister has three kids, ages seven, uh, Three, I think. Oh, and, Uncle and Matt. <laughs> well, uh, no, seven, three, and uh, the youngest is about to turn two in a couple weeks, Cameron. Uh, he's a monster, just he like is. his dad. But uh, Kirsty is my sister. She had a New Year's Eve countdown, and she and her husband, Will, documented it on Instagram. What they did, though, was they tuned into the London New Year's yeah, on TV. So smart. Had a countdown, had the, you know, blew the bells and whistles, did everything, and uh, then the kids went to bed. And so I think smart. that was brilliant. Like I, I had so many people say to me, like, "Man, I, I should have done that when my kids were that age." You know? Oh yeah, so. I'll never forget. There was one New Year's. My brother, we've talked about this, is ten years younger than me. There was one year we gave him sparkling apple cider, but told him that it was real booze. Because I mean, I was his older sister, so like I had to tease him a little bit. And um, so he was, yeah, he was probably like. 10 maybe between 8 and 10 at the time so I was 18 or 20 and um he was like acting drunk even though it was literally just grape juice he was like Linz I can't stop laughing and like being so stupid and it was literally just sparkling grape juice oh, yeah. and so like, placebo like effect. yeah the placebo effect so yeah the next day I was like Greg that was just grape juice yeah and he didn't forgive me for a while but that's a big sister yeah, still you know I've had some <laughs> I've had some wild New Year's Eve yeah. and I don't 
whole when I was in my younger twenties, you know, I did the whole bar bar thing, go out every New Year's Eve and stand in a packed bar and people that just drink way, way too yeah. much on New Year's Eve um, are all collectively in the same place. And I don't miss that. No. I, I do I do like a good house party on New Year's Eve if it's Agreed. done right. And I think that's a lot of fun with a more intimate setting, not as many people you don't want to be around. Yeah. So. I knew I was getting too old for New Year's Eve. The last time I went out to Saratoga was it was probably four five years ago maybe and like I was wearing like a parka that went from my like ankles up to the top of my head I had snow boots on I was like it's freezing outside and this group of like young women (laughs) ran by me in their high heels and mini skirts and like you know sparkly crop tops and I was like oh shit like I am way too old to be out here because I was freezing in my like jeans and long coat so yeah I'm all about the house party keep me warm keep me inside or Keep me on the couch. When you're young, that's all that matters. That's all that when matters. I was in college, I can't tell you how many back then I'm aging myself here. Back then <laughs> Back in the day. These, yeah, back in the day. <laughs> these kids they have Uber now. So like right. they instantly they can sit in their warm little dorm room and they know right when that cab's coming. Yeah. Not us. We had to call a cab. And then when the cab came, you had to like basically fight over the cab to right. get in it. So <laughs> it was it was a real battle to go out. But I can always remember the girls, they would just be standing outside and like like it was in the teens oh yeah shivering wearing like short skirts like you know sleeveless tops like, oh yeah oh my god i was there at one point in my life yeah. there was one time i was on the bus stop my parents were out of town and my um my sister and i are three years apart so i was a freshman in high school and she was a senior and we were at the, the bus stop literally freezing because you just didn't want to like coats weren't cool and like hats weren't had, cool had you just come from fred's falls we didn't just come from fred's falls but um it was in the winter and um, my grandparents were staying over because you know whatever my parents were out of town for the weekend and my grandfather as the bus was coming up came running outside with an orange hunting like hat and coat and he was like Lens, you gotta put a hat on. It's freezing outside. And I remember being mortified that he put a hat on me because like the bus was coming up and all the kids were gonna see me wearing a winter hat. And like now it's it's so funny. Perspective is so different. Yeah, yeah. you just sparked a, a quick story I could share and then we'll get into the meat of this podcast. But my mom is not gonna like this story because she's gonna <laughs> feel like a terrible mom. And my mom was not oh, a no. terrible mom. Yep. She did a fantastic job as a single mom of three young kids, but one thing she did do that I will never do to Caden, yeah. ever, is she had this rule, and my grandmother had it too. It must have been a family thing. If it was cold, I had to wear my... You know when you're a little kid, you wear snow pants yeah, to school? Yeah, yeah, I had to wear snow pants if it was cold. Yeah. And back then, it was kind of like... It was not cool. Right, to they wear were snow clunky pants. back then. Like now, they're kind of stylish. Yeah. But back then, it wasn't yeah. cool to wear them if there was no snow. Yeah, if there was snow, it was fine because like yeah. you needed them. But you know, I remember fighting with her and begging. I was yeah. probably in fourth or fifth grade and I was nine or ten years old, just being like, "Please, mom, please." She made me put them on. I yep. got on the bus and like it was just a scene out of a movie. I look around the bus. I'm the only one in snow, <laughs> in snow I think I was a sensitive little guy, so I think I started crying and I got upset and uh, yeah. So for Poor those of you Matt. out there with little ones, don't make your kids wear snow pants to school if there's no snow. But for all of you 17 and 18 year old girls out there, put a damn hat on. It's cold outside. <laughs> yeah. Or wait in your room until your Uber or wait comes. In your room until your Uber comes. Yeah. You're gonna catch a cold. <laughs> so speaking of New Year's resolutions, I think you and I had wanted to talk a little bit about how you should approach the new year and yeah. what you can do to make 2019 a great year for you and what 
what you shouldn't do. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I mean, I love the idea of, you know, the new year and it's a restart and it's a fresh slate, you know, like I, I get all of that. And I think it is a great time to reflect on the year that has passed, to set goals for the, the future coming up. But I think where a lot of people kind of get it wrong, for lack of a better word, is that they like, they go hardcore all in. It's January, new year, new me. And they, they kind of set themselves up for not success, but failure by going way too aggressive in the month of January, then they can't sustain that level of aggressiveness. So they inevitably fall off. And then after, you know, a month, two months are exactly back where they started. Then they feel like a failure because they didn't hit their new year's goals and it kind of spirals. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, the new year is a great time to, to set realistic goals, but I think it's easy to also fall in that trap of, you know, all the marketing that's out right now. Yeah, that's a great point. And I, to add on that, I would just like to say, I don't want to be harsh, but I will say it's not new year, new you, if that's happening, it's new year, same Same you. you. (laughs) It's the same you that has said this for the last five or six years. And what you and I want to educate our listeners on is about is this is a lifestyle change you need to make. It is not a cleanse it's not a detox it's not a yeah. metabolic reboot or metabolic right. reset or whatever right. these even though the word metabolic is pretty awesome but yeah. it's, it's not one of these like buzzwords that goes around right. and describing how you can totally flip out your life around and make the changes you need to take it, it, it it's truly a lifestyle change and right. I think we, like you just said, it, people go to the gym in January and they haven't been and right. they go five or six days a week and they're dead. And, right, they, and can't, then they burn out. You, you need to work, get your work capacity up. You need to get the ability to train that often. And yeah. even then, I educate a lot of people and they don't like hearing this. I'm always honest with people is that some people, if you're in a certain age group or you have an injury history, like it's probably not in your best interest to do strength training six days a week. Right. Yeah. I think that's where like being realistic with yourself and it sounds so cliche to say like, it's got to be a lifestyle, but it really does. And like, you know, you and I were talking the other day in the office and like, you know, are we changing our diets right now? Cause it's January. No, we're actually not like, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, you know, I'll probably start like being a little bit more strict with my tracking or like right now I'm just, my goal is to just maybe not eat cookies all during the week and enjoy them on the weekend. But I'm going to be a little, I'll, I'll try to make good choices. I'll eat healthier foods. I'm not going to be crazy with tracking. I'm not going to be whatever. And then maybe come towards like April, May, when the sun starts to come out again, then maybe I'll tighten it up a little bit just because I know I'll feel better. But I think like, you know, that's a a realistic way to look at a long-term success plan. You know, like I'm going to make smart choices right now. I'll eat healthy, nutritious foods that make me feel good. If there's an event that comes up like this weekend, we have Brian's holiday um, staff party. You know, I'm not going to be like, sorry guys, I'm back on macros. I'm not going to enjoy the festivities this, you know, tonight. If it was a Saturday, I would, but you know, um, so, you know, I think being realistic with yourself, setting long-term goals and short-term goals, but just knowing that it's 
going to be a lifestyle change to get there and not a, if I do this cleanse for 30 days, all of a sudden I'm going to never want sugar again and think that that's going to change your life. You know? Yeah. And I think where you are is the goal. There are some people out there who need to lose a really significant Absolutely. amount of weight, right? So obviously if you're in that camp, you've had your fun and you've, you've indulged quite a bit and it's time to tighten up and get a little more serious. However, your end goal should be to get to a place of balance where you yeah. can have these events that come up in your life. You can, you know, eat clean. I, you know, people hate on the word eating clean. I, I don't mind it just because at some point you need to fuel your body with nutritious foods of high nutritional value to perform well, to feel good. You know, I think I think with the if it fits your macros camp, um, it's it's be, it, for a while. I think people are coming out of it and realizing the value of micronutrients, right. vitamins, yeah. minerals found in fruits, vegetables. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people that say a calorie is a calorie, a carb is a carb, a fat right. is a fat. When it comes to fat loss, that is absolutely true. Yeah. When it comes to athletic performance, when it comes to how you feel, mm-hmm. when it comes to what happens to your skin and your hair, right. that is not true. And in your micronutrient profile matters a lot. Yeah. The other thing I think that gets lost to a lot of people is you need to make your calories count yeah. more than you need to count your calories. 100%. So what I mean by that is if you're choosing micronutrient dense foods, you are inherently going to eat a moderate calorie diet at best. You're mm-hmm. not going to have a high calorie diet. You're going to be stuffed. It's going to be very, very hard to do that. However, if you start trying to fit things in and count four Oreos and include those right. in your quote unquote macros for the day, um, you know, you're not teaching yourself new lifestyle habits. You're not providing yourself with nutritious, high quality foods. And, you know, is that that enjoyable to log two or three Oreos in my fitness pal? Maybe for some people out there it is, but for me, it's definitely not. And I know there's a lot of different psychological types out there and I know you very well and I know you and I are the same exact way Kara as an example is not Kara can have two Oreos but she doesn't log into my fitness pal and and feel that level of restriction when she does it right yeah if I was to log three Oreos into my diet it would be like torture for me like if I eat three Oreos I need three rows of Oreos. Yeah, we're talking like, sleeves or Oreos? Yeah, yeah, I was saying <laughs> sleeves, like three <laughs> sleeves. And and I've done it before, you know, like I've tracked my macros and I thought like, okay, yeah, I'm going to teach myself moderation and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to log in, you know, uh, a cup of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And you know what happens every time? I eat the whole pint, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if I do it, I'm so hungry the rest of the day because that's taken up such a, a majority of my calories that the rest of the day is just miserable for that one cup of ice cream that's not satisfying and like you said there's a lot of people that are they're very different you know so for some people that's enough and that's how it works for them and that's great um but for me like tracking a cup of ben and jerry's is not how i want to live my life (laughs) yeah i think you know i live living a life of indulgence and not a life of restriction is key for long-term success with weight loss and what i mean by that is Think about all the delicious foods that you can have and that you shouldn't feel restricted having. I love sautéed vegetables. Mm. Absolutely love them. Yeah. Uh, we made a joke about having spaghetti squash or zucchini noodles in the last episode. But to be honest with you, I think it's really tasty with yeah. some ground turkey or ground beef, some tomato sauce. Agreed. It's great. You know, and, and I put a little Parmesan cheese on there. It's delicious. And I think it's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. And instead of focusing on, oh, man, this isn't lasagna or this 
this isn't grandma's pasta. Right. I focus on, you know what? I can enjoy as much of this food, which does taste good as I would like to, to feel satisfied knowing that my, when you eat a lot of highly processed foods, you lose your satiety cues. Those yeah. are gone. Like when you eat Oreos, you know, I, I know for a fact in two Oreos, there's 140 calories. I know that because I've looked many times and I've <laughs> and thought about thought, it. I've thought I'm going to teach myself moderation. I'm going to log these and it leads to two sleeves of Oreos, right. which has like, think about this for six Oreos, that's 420 calories, right? Yeah. So eat 420 calories of oatmeal, eat 420 calories of eggs. You you're, you're going to cut 400 calories yeah, of eggs. Gonna, that's <laughs> six. That's six eggs. So you're going to be very full. Yeah. Have six eggs with some salsa on it and tell me how you feel. You're right. going to be full. Yeah. Okay? Oh, absolutely. So. I think I think we need to pay closer attention when making lifestyle changes to focusing on having a, a mindset of there is a ton of delicious food out there that has a high micronutrient profile. And again, don't think about the Reese's Puffs, which is my favorite, that you can't have or the Oreos that you can have. Know that during special occasions or maybe on a Saturday night, you get into that a little bit and that's okay. That's part of your lifestyle. Yeah. But trying to fit in that stuff while you're calculating your macros all week long that in my experience what i've seen and you and i have talked about this off air is that people who do that they they don't retain the ability to do that what happens is when they're not logging it into my fitness pal the handcuffs are off the doors are open and it's game on oh absolutely yeah no i agree i think like you just said um when you know if you're logging that stuff into your macros and like yeah you're making it fit and whatever that's great but absolutely once you're off the macro plan you know what your appropriate ratios are you're not going to hit them you know when you're not logging it in you're going to go overboard so i think like exactly like you were just saying you said it perfectly focusing on the quality of food and the enjoyment of quality food you know like i get that like i'm like you i love vegetables like i'm i i do i love sauteed vegetables i love steamed vegetables I just think that they taste like a butternut squash. I love squashes. Um, So I get that there's some people that like, they say they don't enjoy vegetables or they don't like it. I also think like getting creative with how you make them, you know, like you've got to, if you're just steaming Brussels sprouts, terrible, they're going to yeah. be disgusting. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, if you throw them in the oven with, you know, like a little salt and pepper or like even cut up a little bit of bacon in there or something, you know, just to kind of give them some flavor, a little bit of balsamic. They're so good. They get a little crunchy on the outside. So get we creative. Use, we use your, a lot of dry rub. Yeah. Yeah. Dry, the, I mean, that's on, great. On, on sauteed vegetables and that makes it that makes actually a really huge difference that gives it a kind of a juice to it yeah um, yeah almost like a marinade type of feel mccormick has some awesome dry rubs they've got like that like barbecue one too that there's nothing in it and it literally tastes like barbecue sauce it's so good so i think you know like you said don't focus on what you can't have focus on what you can and get creative with the ways that you make it and just listen to your body cues like i don't want to you know, I don't want to say that people shouldn't be like motivated by the new year because absolutely you should be. And if you're feeling motivated right now, like run with that. But where I just want people to tread lightly is just going too hard too fast. So, you know, just focus on like food that makes you feel good. Like you were talking sweet potatoes, um, real, just whole potatoes, those little red potatoes. I'll cook those up for breakfast sometime. They're so good. Um, you know, eggs, all of that kind of stuff that just, when you eat it, you feel better and you're not eating it because you're on a diet. 
you're eating it because it's good food that your body knows what to do with and it's going to make you feel better in the gym it's going to make you sleep better at night it's going to make you a more active person during the day it's going to keep you awake you're not going to crash as much in the middle of the day so looking at the positive benefits of what a healthy lifestyle can provide and not letting that overshadow you know or be overshadowed by this like diet ruse you know making it just you're trying to feel good for the rest of your life yeah I think philosophically you and I can agree for the most part I mean I'm not going to lie I have a protein shake or two every day <laughs> but my diet aside from that is is based on real food yeah one ingredient whole food yeah. and, and you think, like your protein shake mostly because you have a sweet tooth yeah, right exactly. I mean it's more me, like yeah, yeah it's not because I'm trying to get more I eat like if I I don't log super strictly every day anymore yeah. just because I have eaten the same template for so long I have two meals a day you know I have a protein source a fat yeah. source a car I, I get into the whole thing maybe that's another episode I can tell you how I eat if you guys really want to know but <laughs> I'm dying to know yeah, you know how I eat <laughs> I know <laughs> but I think the whole the whole point is that using whole natural foods allow you and afford you the ability to get in tune with your satiety signals in your body to really assess how you feel because Here's the reality, guys. If you have Oreos or you have Reese's yeah. Puffs, there's a very good chance you're going to be hungry still. Oh, yeah. Even though you've had like 900, 1,000 calories, yeah. you might still be hungry. Like we just said, if you choose foods with fiber, vitamins, minerals, um, a lot of volume to the content, you're not going to feel that way. And you're going to really be able to feel satisfied and you're going to feel the urge to, to binge out is going to be it's going to be less. I'm not going to lie to people. I still have... The urge to binge and I, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie there are times when I still do you know yeah. such as the last two weeks <laughs> but uh you know I, I I think what helps me and another point we wanted to make is we've observed people I always look at people who stay lean year-round right. or stay pretty fit year-round and I kind of say to myself hmm what do they do? What are they doing? And very, very rarely do people really have a feeling of deprivation year okay. round who are in that camp. Uh, in fact, what they will do is they will fuel their body appropriately during the week. They might still be in a slight caloric deficit if their goal is to lose fat, but they will fuel their body with nutritious, micronutrient-dense foods that make them feel good, like you said. And then when it comes time to have pizza or have a free meal or whatever else, it's not like the rails need to completely fly off. You know, they might right. fly off a little bit, yeah. but it's not this like feeling of like escaping prison and finally like living life and right. discovering things for the first time, which for me for a long time, I will open up to the audience and admit you know, there were many Saturdays where I put myself in a heavy caloric deficit during the week, yep. starved myself to get lean, and then binged on Saturdays just because it was Saturday. And I, to this day, struggle with that on yeah. Saturdays because I made that a habit. So when it's Saturday, I have this mindset of, oh, I made it. I'm yep. here. It's yep. Saturday. Freedom. Time to freak out on cereal and everything else. Yeah. And I'm really, my resolution, even though we've discussed sometimes resolutions are a little cheesy, but I do have a very genuine resolution this year that I do not want to feel like crap during the day on any day. Right. I will feel like crap at night if I want some pizza <laughs> or some Oreos or something like that. I'm willing to do that. But, you know, I, I we had our staff holiday party last weekend, and I told you off air that 
I ate clean that day and it was a Saturday, yeah. but I felt, because I didn't want to feel like shit right. during a, right. a social setting. And I can't tell you how many times um, I've done that. So for me, that's going to be a major lifestyle change that I'm looking to make. And there have been so many times where I've binged or I've overeaten and Brian might ask me out for a couple drinks or yeah. an- another friend. And I've said no, because I feel bad feel about gr- myself. Yeah. And I emotionally, I, I don't feel good about myself. And right. I, I'm mad at myself and feelings, you know, all the feelings of guilt and everything else. And, you know, I just, I'm, I'm definitely getting better with that and I'm coming out of that. And yeah. I think a big part of me being able to come out of that is going to be this year. I'm not focused on how much I weigh. Um, to keep a loose eye on my waist measurement because I still want to keep that trim, but I also want to properly fuel my body during the week so I don't feel the need to to freak just because it's Saturday. Yeah, I remember feeling pressure on a Saturday, like what am I going to eat? Because like this is it, you know, like feeling really pressured as to like what my cheat meal was going to be, and I would like scour recipes on Pinterest or like be like so worried about the restaurant that I was going to eat, and like there shouldn't be that much pressure on one day because you're like you've got to make it worth it, you know, or like Brian and I have talked about before, like if it was like nine o'clock on Saturday night and we knew we were getting back on on Sunday, like there was this one time we bought, a, this is an embarrassing story, but we did it. There was this chocolate cake that we bought from Hannaford and it had like sprinkles all around the outside. We ate half the cake ourselves, just like sitting on the couch. Like half like half of the, 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 the whole, yeah, like the, the whole thing. Well, well, it was, a, it was a, so like a quarter of the cake each. So then, obviously, uh, there was ice cream. Yeah, of course, and the pizza and whatever yeah. else. And this was right before we went keto. Right, I think this Ryan's is what broke like, I'm getting hungry right, right here. It sounds good. So we, so we were, it was like nine o'clock at night and we had half of this cake left. And we both just sat there standing at our kitchen island forking it just because we didn't want to throw it away because we knew Sunday was coming and we were so sick and we didn't, we didn't even really want it anymore, but it was like, we got to finish this cake. We can't throw this cake out. So instead of throwing it in the garbage, we threw it down our stomachs, which makes no sense. But how often do we do that? It's like, well, I don't want to waste food, so I might as well eat it. And like... You won't throw it in the garbage, but you'll throw it into your body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's totally, I mean, again, we've, you know, gotten away from that. And we've gotten better about, like, not feeling like we have to eat the whole cake or, like, not feeling like we have to, like, go absolutely nuts on a Saturday because it's Saturday. And I'm thankful to him for helping me navigate that because before, you know, him, I really wasn't very good with it. But he's really good and regimented with his diet, so it helps me a lot. But, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nasty place to be. Yeah. I mean, we, we've also talked a lot. There are foods that are triggers for people and it it will always be that way. You can put me on keto. You can put me on a 3000 calorie a day diet. You can put me on a high carb diet. You can put me on a vegan diet. It doesn't matter if you put Reese's puffs in my house. they're going to be gone. gone. <laughs> that, yeah. And I know that about myself. So I get very, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me, I, every time my wife comes home with a new cereal, I take a picture of it and post it on my story. <laughs> she bought these like, she this loves donut, you. Um, these like, it was flavored like powdered donuts. Well, didn't you get like a Pop-Tart oh, cereal yeah, she recently? Got, that too. was a little disappointing. I had it. I didn't love it. I'm okay. like you, I'm not fruit. I'm chocolate. Yeah, you're chocolate. Chocolate yeah. checks. Uh, yeah. Chocolate frosted flakes. Yeah, oh, that's, that that's, that's yeah. my jam right there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, know your trigger. So a lot of people out there listening might be tracking their macros. It might be a little bit confused right now by the message that we're sending. And I just am here to clarify, tracking macros is awesome, especially if A, you need a little more accountability with your nutrition. There's nothing wrong with that. 
or B, you're just uneducated. Tracking mm-hmm. macros for two or three months is going to educate you more about food than you have learned in your entire life in terms of what is in food. How does that amount of food make you feel? How do you perform on that level of food? You're going right. to learn so much. So again, like I don't want to discredit its value. Absolutely, There's a ton of value there. Yeah. However, I would encourage people if you are following macros and even better, if you have a coach, which I would highly recommend you have a coach to guide you through the process, communicate with your coach. Let yeah. them know how you feel. Are you hungry a lot? If you're hungry a lot and you're eating whole foods, and I'm not talking about cravings because there's a difference. Of course. I always want Reese's Puffs. Right. Always. Well, we've talked about it. Like there's been times when we're tracking our macros and you feel like, oh, I feel hungry. But if you offer yourself like egg whites or vegetables and you don't want those, then you're not actually hungry. You just want something else. So yeah, yeah I agree. If the thought of having cucumber slices or strawberries or eggs doesn't sound good to you and you'd rather have cereal or cookies or right. other processed stuff, then you're not those are hungry. cravings. You're right. not actually hungry. When you're really hungry, when I get, when I get home from my mid, uh, in the middle of the day, because everyone knows, I think, who listens, I do intermittent fasting. I eat two meals a day. Brunch, I call it brunch. Brunch and dinner are usually between 12 and 1 and between maybe you know, 6.30 and 7.30, yep. somewhere in there. Uh, but for that first meal, I'm pretty hungry. And the eggs and vegetables that I eat are delicious. Yeah, they're and I, great. I really enjoy them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are times where after dinner, I don't really want eggs and vegetables, you know, right. but I want something sweet. So I think knowing that about yourself, finding replacements, like use fruit a lot if mm-hmm. you can. You know, I, I think fruit is great. I think it's it gets it gets shit on a lot because it has quote unquote sugar okay. in it, but we don't talk about the amount of vitamins in it, the amount of minerals, the fiber content, the water content. There's so many positive attributes of fruit. Right. When I have fruit, I feel good. I, and, and it really has a positive impact on the way I feel my workouts as a little thing to resist cravings after dinner. I know it's out of season right now, but um, actually because of all the pesticides and everything else, strawberries are always in season now. That's true. But, uh, you know, watermelon, if you cube up some watermelon and have a good size bowl of that, you can have a good size bowl oh, yeah. of watermelon that There's might have 100, 150 calories at most. You're going to be full yeah. and you're going to have that with a glass of water. You're not going to want to eat anything else. And if you do that, Compared to if you just were like, yeah, I'm hungry, watermelon, maybe, but I'm going to have Oreos. You're going to have 900 calories and feel the same amount of fullness, you know? So I think having the maturity and the mindset to know that is a big resolution that all of you can make in the year 2019, trying to make better choices and then not beating yourself up if you don't make the quote unquote right choice. Because guess what, guys? You're human. You're going to mess up. You're going to make the wrong choice sometimes. Right. And I think that's where that like all or nothing mindset comes in, right? Like I'm, you know, I've been that quote unquote, I've been so good this week and then I blew it because I ate an Oreo or I ate whatever. It doesn't mean that all is lost. There's that like famous like saying or whatever people say, like if you missed your exit on the you know north way, you wouldn't turn around and go all the way back home just because you missed the exit. You'd go to the next exit, turn around and come back. If you dropped your cell phone and got a crack in it, you wouldn't then just start bamming it with a hammer just because there was one crack. Like you don't, your diet is the same. Like just because you have one slip up doesn't mean that you have to sabotage the whole thing. So, and we're all guilty of that, you know, where you fall off the boat and then you just fall off real hard. But I think that's another thing where. Like if you can change your mindset to out of that all or nothing, I'm on or I'm off. I'm on a diet, I'm off a diet. I'm on macros, I'm off macros. If it can just be, you know, 
a healthy living with an occasional treat here and there, then you're less likely to beat yourself up so bad if you do fall off and you're more likely to get right back on when you do fall off. You know, how many people are on a regimen, they fall off and then they stay off for two or three weeks because they fell off and they need to gear up to get back on track when if you don't beat yourself up that bad over, you realize you're human and you kind of roll with it, then you get right back on the next day or the next meal and no harm, no foul. You're okay. Everything's going to be fine. You know, I think um, that all or nothing mindset is something that, or that on or off mindset is something that, again, in the new year, if you're going to have a resolution or if you are going to start something and feel motivated right now, you know, be motivated to make long-term changes and not be so on or off. Yeah, I think that kind of speaks, that's a great point, and that speaks to the the lifestyle change right. that we need to see you guys make in the year 2019. And I think if you focus on the lifestyle change, yeah. the habits, the patterns, the behaviors that you do, you will get, ironically, you'll get better results than you've ever had. Yeah. If you focus on the results, you're going to feel like you're moving at a snail's pace and you're not going to, you're not going to look out the window and enjoy the ride and you, it's good. The ride's going to take forever. Yeah. Okay. And it's hard, right? Because like you turn on TV and it's like, lose 10 pounds in 10 days, lose. So it's hard because we're in this culture where fast results are what's pushed down our throat. So we feel like if we're not dropping seven to 10 pounds in a week, like it's not working when realistically what's going to work is losing a half a pound to a pound a week over time. And, and queuing off that and, and enjoying the and process enjoying I, yeah. as a kind of a funny story related to what you're talking about with the car. I took a trip to see we're in Albany like I said we're about two hours away from Syracuse I once went to a Syracuse football game in a limo uh, from Albany to Syracuse it was a very fun day Uh, and you know we were drinking beers on pre-gaming on the way to the game in the limo it was a great time yeah my wife is from Syracuse we've dated since college I I can remember doing landscaping all day in the summer in the heat on a Friday and then get jetting out of there to go see her and drive out there and those rides would take forever yeah. when I was in that limo with those Bud Lights that was Great. the fastest trip to Syracuse <laughs> I ever took was that guy going, I promise you that guy wasn't driving faster than, than I did um, and it was the same drive but the difference was I enjoyed the journey a lot more God, you're good with your analogies <laughs> Drew, so, Drew are you listening to this because that was yeah, solid gold yeah, right there yeah. Matt so <laughs> the journey was the same but the difference was my perspective of yeah. it and, and that's what I think is key to getting to your destination ultimately is enjoying the process of getting there. I think something you you want, I, I just, I don't want to get off topic here, but I think I want to touch on this is another issue is it's important to have rituals like having free meals and accepting them. I think you need to be a little bit careful with locking a free meal or a free day into a certain day and a yeah. certain time just because it's that time. Right. Um, if it fits your lifestyle, I think that's great. For me, I'll be honest, on a Saturday night, I'm probably going to intend to use my free meal then. Yeah. You know, that's because yeah. that's my lifestyle. But if there was another event coming up and I was trying to really focus on my diet a little bit, I might hold it off till it's a Sunday or I might have yeah. it on a Friday. It just depends. So having that flexibility is also another way to turn off that all or nothing mindset. Yeah, I think that's great. That's something that, um, again, Brian and I had kind of worked on and, and I'll never forget over the summer, we had been 
really focusing on like health and nutrition, keeping a clean diet and trying to break that like mentality that on Saturday we had to cheat. So there was a lot of Saturdays where we wouldn't, we weren't going to just cheat to cheat. We didn't have anything going on. There was nothing social. And the first couple were kind of miserable, but that was just because we were breaking a habit. And then once we got into the swing of things, like it was great. And then there was one Tuesday, it was when we um, signed the paperwork because we were going to buy our house. Um, So we had to go to the lawyers and like sign the paperwork. We ended up after we signed the paperwork, um, we went out to Rocco's, which is a restaurant in Boston Lake. Awesome restaurant. If you guys are looking for some place to go, Rocco's is great. Um, We went out. We had a really nice dinner at Rocco's. Then we shot down to Snowman and Troy, got some ice cream. And it was on a Tuesday night. And the whole day was like a normal, great, busy work and, you know, day, whatever. We had this delicious dinner. We had an ice cream cone. We went home. We didn't feel sick. We felt great. And it was on a Tuesday. And I don't remember the last Tuesday that I went out to dinner. And it was such a like freeing feeling that it didn't have to be on Saturday because it was Saturday and because that's when it was going to be. It was just life happened and we followed life. And that was, I'm telling you, it was like an epiphany when that happened that like, this is okay. This is how normal people eat. This is weird, but it's cool. You know, it was, I think, yeah, like you said, don't make it. It doesn't have to be on Saturday. It doesn't have to be on Sunday. And if you're feeling anxious about not having a free meal on Saturday, that might be a little bit of a sign of some food issues, right? Like that maybe is a habit you want to break out of. And I'm not saying restrict on Saturday. I'm saying still eat good foods, you know, because they make you feel good. And then when something comes up, enjoy that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's spot on. And I, I think playing off of that, I think it's important for people to understand that you get more flexible, you earn flexibility, right? Right. So when you're first starting out, if you have, say, 100 pounds to lose, there's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of people out there with 100 pounds to lose. Yeah. But if you have that much weight to lose, the reality is you may not be able to go to Rocco's and get ice cream right. on a Tuesday for a little while. Right. Build the habits, have the lifestyle on your belt. You might be able to get away with going to Rocco's on Tuesday and Saturday and be like right. you and Brian and be lean yeah. and be fit. And that's something you're going to earn over time. So yeah. I think it's important for people so they don't get f- confused with the mixed message of <laughs> YOLO, live your right. life. Right. You, it's funny. The, the more in shape you get, the better your metabolism gets the better you can afford to handle these things. But you get your metabolism to that place, not by starving yourself, not by eating a super low-carb diet or anything like that. Just eating a balanced, micronutrient-dense diet will will optimize your metabolism, get you eating a lot of food so that when you do have a quote-unquote free meal, it doesn't completely offset all the progress that you've made. Yeah, and let me be clear too when I say that like, you know, when... When Brian and I do, like, our normal We also cheated Saturday that week. Yeah. Well, and, like, when we, our our diet at home is pretty, it's very, very clean. You know what I mean? Like, we're eating salads for lunch and sweet potatoes for dinner and lean bison steaks. I don't think the listeners out there can appreciate when Lindsay says it's clean, Brian takes it to another level. Oh, yeah. Like, everything is is grass-fed, organic. organic. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's clean. It's it's very clean. The other day, I wanted to buy um, Honey Nut Cheerios because I no, just like that comes right from the cow. Right, right. Like I just like I 
hadn't now. had Honey Nut Cheerios in a while, and I was like, man, let's like maybe I'll get some Honey Nut Cheerios. And he's like, you know that Cheerios have the highest level of glyphosate of all the cereals. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like we just spent Christmas eating Christmas cookies, and and you're gonna tell me about glyphosate in my Cheerios? Yeah. And he was like, I'm just saying, let's buy some organic. Nut O's instead of a cheer. <laughs> so it's like, which like I do appreciate. And it is true. There's a lot of like nasty stuff in some of the food we eat. So, but yeah, so when we say like clean eating, it's it everything in our house is like grass fed, no hormones, you know, pasture raised uh, eggs. So, like, yes, we do eat. We'll have a free I'm meal. I'm actually on a surprised Tuesday. Brian hasn't bought chickens yet to get his own eggs. Honestly, I would love to have chickens. I think, like, one of oh, our goals. Well, one of our goals in the next couple of years is to start growing our own vegetables. So, like, of course it is. Of course it is. So, like, I think, like, they keep the bugs down and they're really good when you have, like, a vegetable garden. There are so many rabbits in our neighborhood. It's like I've never seen more rabbits in my life. So I think if we were going to have a vegetable garden, we'd have to do something about the rabbits and chickens might help. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm not, we're not eating like, you know, bread and cereal and, you know, egos and pizza every night and then going out on a Tuesday and having free meals on Saturdays. Like we eat very clean diets. That 80 20 lifestyle. That 80 20 lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, I agree with you. You know, when you're when you're first starting out on your like you know weight loss journey and when I first started out on my weight loss journey with you I was nailing my macros you know six days a week staying clean in the first part eating my cheat meal at night on a Saturday and that was it and that helped me to learn a lot about food it helped me to get the physique that I wanted and so I like you said I got there first and then started to experiment after that and get a little bit looser and and you know you learn different things about food so yeah I think if you have a specific goal and a specific deadline um, I think you have to be a little bit tighter in the beginning but again be a little bit tighter with the right foods so that you can maintain it and evolve out of it the right way and chase chase happiness chase happiness don't yeah. chase a body image that you think is going to make you happy and Kara's gonna laugh at me for saying this because she's <laughs> gonna say that I do that and I'll admit there are times when I do and yeah. I'm trying to work on that and that's a resolution I have myself I'm being very but you're aware of it yeah, so yeah I'm aware of it I'm being that. very transparent about it yeah. you know that's that's something that I one thing that I think is really cool about Instagram is that it's very educational yeah. and there's so much you can learn from so many people for those of us in the fitness industry though it can be a little bit of a detriment because you end up seeing a lot of people who are almost like stage lean mm -hmm. year round and it makes you feel bad about yourself yeah. if you're not like that yeah. but i was saying to you earlier I think a lot of those people are miserable. They're miserable. They are isolated. If you notice, a lot of them do not have any sort of a social life. They don't yeah. have a lot of friends. They don't... The, the shirtless Instagram videos is their entire life. That's oh, their yeah. whole existence. And if that's your ticket to happiness, hats off to you. Go nuts. Right. But from watching these people and looking at their mood and their attitude and some of their stories on Instagram, I just get the sense that they're not that happy. So you guys, it's, it's not, the grass is not always greener yeah. in terms of that. I think finding a healthy balance, maybe you have a little more body fat than you would uh, if you were at your absolute leanest, but you're still in really good shape and you're enjoying food and you're enjoying life yeah. and, and you're at a healthy body weight, which is, I think 
should be the focus for most people. Somewhere along the line, we lost sight of that. Yeah, I agree. I think, well, I think, I, I'm sure, I don't want to blame it all on like Instagram and all of that, but I absolutely know what you're saying where, you know, I think a lot of people have it in their head where, yeah, if I look a certain way, then I'll be happy. And I'll say, we've both been that, to that place where we've looked a certain way. And we'll tell you, when we were there, we weren't happy. You know, maybe- The only time I remember being happy was being in the gym with my shirt off, having right. people tell me I looked ripped. Oh, yeah. And that was it. Right. Well, and that's all like outside stimulation coming in. You know, you become reliant exactly. on that. You know, you get come reliant. And I remember the same. People be like, Lindsay, can I see your abs? And me be like, okay. <laughs> like, you, you, you become dependent on that outside. And then there's this pressure and then there's this you go home at the end of the night and you know there's not a bunch of people in your house asking there's not a bunch of people asking to see your abs so unless you want to just stare at yourself in the mirror the whole time which you know every time I walked into the bathroom I would do you know um it's it, it dies real quick and you end up you know you're sleeping most of the time you're not you're not eating anything you know so you know it's As, bad yeah. when you re- I remember wanting to sleep so that I wasn't awake and hungry. Yeah. And that's oh, when yeah. you know there's something really really 100%. bad going on. It's yep. that you it's almost like not to sound too morbid but it's almost like being dead for a part of yeah. your life and that's not any way to live life and right. it's not healthy, it's not sustainable, it's not realistic. So those of you out there set realistic goals yeah. where you know you look good in a bathing suit but you maybe aren't shredded to right. the bone. You right. know, ready to hop on a stage you know or you have a dress that fits you a little better or you look a little better in a suit your waist is a little tighter your shoulders Mm -hmm. are a little bit broader um i think everybody has a sweet spot for a weight that and i think it's a little more than you think it is where people might often say to you "You look good or you look strong or you look fit but in your mind you don't feel like you do listen to that a little more but beyond that don't let like you brought up a brilliant point don't let the external cues dictate your happiness yeah find happiness from within discover it from the relationships you have in your home life with your friends with your family that's where true happiness lies it doesn't lie in a mirror it doesn't lie on instagram it doesn't truly lie from people telling you how ripped you are it really doesn't that's so superficial and that's so shallow there's no depth to that yeah. Yeah. It's actually, I had, um, uh, again, just being completely transparent. I was working with like, um, an eating disorder counselor for a little while. Um, just helping me get through some of my food issues and things that I was going through at a certain time in my life. And one of the things that they told me to do was, you know, like when you're feeling anxious about going someplace, or if you are, um, you know, I would say sometimes when like, I'd have a cheat meal and I'd be afraid to go to the gym the next day because I felt like I was wearing it. And they said, every time you feel one of those things, write I it down. not to cut you off, but I felt like that. We've all, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, like I remember. I still, I still struggle with yeah, that. Yeah, we were doing, there was one time when like we were going out paddle boarding with Brian and a couple of his friends and I was feeling really anxious about it. And they said, you know, when those things are happening, write down what you're feeling anxious about. Write down what you think is going to happen. What's the worst thing that could happen? And then write down what actually happened. So like, let's say it was that I was afraid to go into the gym the next day because I felt like I was wearing my cheat meal. So I'd write down, you know, I'm feeling anxious about going into the gym because I'm wearing my cheat meal. What's the worst that's going to happen? People are going to judge me based on how I look. People are not going to want to join the gym because they don't want to look like me. People, you know, all of these things that I'd be down. The next day I would go into work and somebody would say, Lynn, your leggings are great. Or they'd say, you know, I wish my ass looked like yours or whatever they would say. I'd write that down. I'd go back the next week and I'd have this laundry list of all of these things. You know, some, somebody said my leggings look nice. Somebody said that they loved the way my arms looked. Somebody said, you know, that um, they couldn't believe how many burpees I did. 
And the doctor basically said to me, how many of these pages do you have to read until you believe it? <laughs> you know, because in my own head, I was thinking, oh my God, no, you think the worst. But so when people say things to you, you know, write it down and, and look at it and realize that they're not just saying it, you know, because for at first you'll say they're just being nice. They're just being nice. They're just, that's what they're just saying. But eventually you've got to believe what they're saying. So yeah, I think we're our own worst enemies and, you know, absolutely our, where we look our best is not where we think we look our best. You know, usually it's a little bit heavier and that's because that's where we can live life and enjoy friends and family and time and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, we've, we've been doing plenty of that in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so we've spent a ton of time this podcast, as we always do, yeah. talking about food. We could talk about this for literally three more hours or however long you guys want. And in fact, this conversation has spurred some ideas in my mind for future podcast mm. episodes. I think we could definitely talk about binge eating, yeah. some things like that to tackle with you guys. If you guys would like to see that a little more depth, please reach out to us and let us know. Or if you have any ideas nutritionally that you would like to hear discussed on this podcast, we'd be more than happy to do that for yeah, you. Reach out. So in closing out, let's give our listeners just a couple nuggets, as we call them with the training <laughs> staff, uh, a couple nuggets for how to approach working out on a consistent level year round and not just like crazy in the month of January. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I would say in terms of working out consistently, um, I would say to like start where you are, you know, if you're at, if you're in the beginning stages, start there. So maybe that's twice a week. And if you go twice a week, every week for the month of January, maybe the month of February, it's three times a week. Um, if you're at the beginner level, don't jump right in at that five, six days a week because you're feeling motivated. Just you know, start where you are. If you are an elite athlete and you're going six days a week, that's great. Maybe mix in a recovery day where you're doing some stretching or some yoga or something to keep yourself loose. Um, but in terms of like consistency in the gym, my biggest recommendation is to start where you are and don't go out so hard that you end up crashing. Yeah, and know yourself. Know, know yourself. Do you do you like strength training and yeah. working on a gym setting? And it's okay if you don't. Right. There's a lot of people that don't. My right. sister, my mom, my brother and I are a little different. We both like it a lot. My mom and my sister, they both go to metabolic, but they will be the, the first to admit that they do not love working out yeah. and, and exercising in that way. So if you know that about yourself, then don't expect that going six days a week is going to help you in the long run because it's not, because right. you're going to quit. It's not something you can sustain. It's no different than, we're going to get away from food, but it's no yeah. different than eating a certain diet that you don't enjoy. You're not going to stick to it. Right. And I think people at metabolic in particular, one of the coolest things about metabolic training is that it makes you feel so good. Yeah. And it's such a good feeling. When you We did this finisher today. We did diamond burpees every minute on the minute. It's notorious as a finisher. It's well, yeah. choose 8, 10, 12 reps for your, your number. And it's, it's very, very hard. But I was saying to James, one of our trainers at the gym, you know, it's one of my favorites because you feel alive when you are oh, done yeah. with it. And I think people sometimes chase that feeling a little too much. Yeah. And maybe that's where some of the aches and pains start creeping up or that's where you don't feel recovered between sessions. And, you know, I would just say I'm so happy that people feel that way in the gym, but maybe start to look for some of those feelings outside of the gym as yeah. well with your family, walking your pets or walking your dog or 
whatever else it might be, meeting a friend for coffee, finding that social outlet somewhere else if mm-hmm. you're feeling a little beat up or if you're feeling like you can't keep going at yeah. that pace. Make it your resolution. Do not, do not expect to get results if you work out six days a week and then stop for a month. That is the worst thing you can do. The best thing you can do, I would much rather see someone work out two times a week for 52 weeks. I guarantee you that person will be leaner, stronger, and have less stress in their life and feel happier overall with where they're at and their health and wellness than someone who's just constantly yo-yoing. Yo-yoing makes you feel like shit. You You feel like shit physically, and you feel like crap about yourself too. Yeah, I agree. No, I think that's that's great advice, sound advice, um, and definitely something that people should listen to going into the new year, not just like go crazy, you know? Um, what advice would you give nutritionally now? For, same thing for those people that um, are new year, new me. What would your what would your final closing thoughts be? I thought we were done with food. I know I'm sorry. <laughs> it's back to food. No, no, I'm just kidding. It's it's hugely important. And we, yeah. we honestly I I think we focused so much on it because we know that the gym makes us feel good. Yeah. The gym gives us more muscle tissue, more mobility. Uh, improves our cardiovascular endurance. It does all those things. However, if you are trying to get to a healthy body weight, the nutritional component is admittedly far more important. So that's why we're going to focus on this. So my thing is try and win each day as it comes. Mm -hmm. If you're out there listening, don't view it like how far you are from your goal. Instead, put blinders on, take it one day at a time, and accept there are going to be slip-ups, there are going to be failures, and celebrate your victories. When you have that watermelon instead of those Oreos, write that down. Pat yourself on the back. Write down how that made you feel the next day. Or, you know, and and even like what you said, you know, embrace your quote-unquote failures because, guys, at the end of the day, it's food. It's not, you're not a failure, okay? Nobody else cares as much as you do. You're not a failure. You're normal, okay? And, you know, I've done the same thing and I've had some of my best workouts today after a cheat meal, quote-unquote cheat meal. So just accept that it's going to happen. Make it a part of your lifestyle instead of resisting it know your triggers get them out of the house go Mm -hmm. throw them away right now if you know you can't control yourself uh you know another quick tip to give people is if you do want to indulge try to eat out at a restaurant so that you have a controlled portion size but if you do bring stuff home bring it home in sizes that you know you could finish in a single don't buy the whole cake (laughs) (laughs) well i know i could eat a cake in a single sitting but you get my point it's it's more about just setting yourself up for success Lastly, understand that this is not easy for anybody. Right. You, me, there's nobody out there that this is easy for. It is still a journey with us. It is still a process. If you just look at people like you and I who are leaner than the average person out there, it's just we just win the battles more than we lose them. You know, that's what it is. We still lose battles. We're very much... Michael Jordan did not like, like you so gracefully alluded to in the other podcast, Michael Jordan did not make every shot he took. He just made more of them than most of the other guys did, you know, and and that's, that's kind of where we're at with this. So hope 2019 starts off with a bang for you guys, but I hope in July, in September, in November, we can have a conversation that you have changed your lifestyle. You are plugging along at the gym. You are eating clean for the most part and fitting in some treats here and there and just you're happy in your life. 
Yeah, I think that's a great way to close it out. Nothing but happiness and good vibes in 2019. Good vibes only. That's it.